There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Hello there. This is where the fun begins. This is the way. Welcome to the Pod Awakens. My name is Jordan, and with me today we have a great show consisting of Tommy Bechtold. How are you, today, Tommy? Hey, doing great. How are how are how are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. And we have Ron with us today. How are you, today, Ron? I'm stoked, dude. I'm glad to be here with you. I think is this the first time you and I have talked Star Wars since the end of Ahsoka? Uh, maybe. I don't because I think everything's oh. everything since has just been the Clone Wars, right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. We were supposed to do the Mandalorian and Grogu one that you couldn't make. Right, right, yeah. right. So we were going to talk that in Ahsoka season two announcement, but you're right. Yeah, this is the first time since probably Ahsoka then, or since the oh, yeah, good one. since the Phantom Menace thing we did the the watch along. Right, 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 right. Uh, but yeah, so I guess at the top here, let me just say the news: Phantom Menace coming back to theaters on okay. May fourth weekend. I never saw it in theater, so I'm going. I, I've decided I'm going. Oh, oh, I did. Oh, did I ever see it? And <laughs> I will also be going. And uh, you know, with a little more, a, a little older, a little probably less jaded than I was after <laughs> seeing it as a teenager. Uh, I'm excited. May fourth, also Kentucky Derby Day, so you know, full day. You could really make a day of it. Yeah, may the may the horse be with you. (laughs) Oh my god, that's terrible. (laughs) Oh my god, if every racetrack in the country doesn't have a "May the horse be with you" shirt as a giveaway for that, come on, that's perfect. Cool. So what we're doing today is a exercise of Star Wars. What if there was a rumor floating around? But we came up with this before the rumor of an episode idea we wanted to do, which was, you know, hey if uh, around the time What If released, I was thinking, and I, I mentioned it on the post-credit one I did too. So, Tommy, if you don't know, my friend and I did a episode that was called um, Adding Post-Credit Scenes to Star Wars. Oh. And we just kind of went through and, like, pitched ideas for mm. what what a post-credit scene would be at the end of uh, Star Wars films if they, like, released today, right? Mm. Like So, like, if Phantom Menace released today, what would the post-credit scene be since every movie except Madame Web has these now? Yeah. So, no, no Madam Web post credit scene. They would, they would, they would, it would just be me rebuilding Darth Maul in the bottom of that pit. That would be <laughs> just by cur- hand. currently at work. Yes. Yeah. So my favorite character, mother. I think I mentioned it on there that I wanted to do a what if one, and uh, it's kind of been in the back of my mind. But we're gonna we're gonna pitch ideas and a little bit of detailed ideas on where that plot would go. You know, mm. if we do it, so. What we'll do is we'll start with me. We'll go to Tommy. We'll go to Ron. Back to me. Back to Tommy. Back to Ron. We each have two. And then if there's any like just fun ideas or like what if titles you have, we can always uh, talk about them mm-hmm. at the end. Great. 
All right, so should we just jump in? Let's begin. Yeah. All right. Oh, just quick before uh, we start, sorry, because we do this. So we we do this all the time. We have to remind people to like and subscribe. Yes. Yeah. We try. We try not to, just because it's like you know every channel does it. But it's the lifeblood. Are you kidding me? You better like and subscribe, or I'll come find you. Yes. <laughs> see, see now you better. Yes. Now you better. Now that you know Tommy B's on your you tail, well, well, it's only yeah. a matter of time. I, I want to see a channel that's like, don't bother. Don't don't like or subscribe. We don't give a shit. That's usually mine. Yeah, that's usually my channel. <laughs> All right. All right. So what I have here is what if Luke joined the dark side on the, that's, the, that's death, kind on of the, the big what if second right? death star. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Uh, on the second death star. So what I have is obviously there'd be no fall of the empire. So in, in my example, kind of like what I would think is when he's swinging at Palpatine and Vader blocks him, if, if Vader just kind of lets him do it. Right. And then he takes out Palpatine and it becomes a father son empire mm. run together. And I have like a nice line here that kind of matches with the original trilogy though. Uh, you know, Vader will say there is another and referring to Palpatine having children mm. and they have to go look and like hunt down these uh, children to try to stop uh, Palpatine from ever rising again. Uh, Poe is like never conceived because his parents conceived him on Endor after the the Death Star blew up. Oh, so, yeah, some comic lore for this is real ramifications here. <laughs> uh, but I have years later, Ray is still born to Palpatine's son and is in hiding. And they're worried that Vader and Luke are going to hunt down the rest of the bloodline. Um, so meanwhile, the Mandalorian never meets Grogu. Mm. And he continues taking Outer Rim bounties. And he, he's now older, because we're kind of time jumping a bit past the Mandalorian era. And he sits in a cantina on Navarro, which is never cleaned up by Grief Karga. Uh, rest in peace. Um, and yeah. yeah, when he's approached by a man in a hood... He has a job for him. Smuggle cargo out of the system and out of any Imperial presence. Mando follows the man to the ship and his cargo is a young Ray mm. Palpatine. Uh, meanwhile, an older Ahsoka is doing her thing, working with the bare bones of any rebellion, which was crushed by Vader and Luke. And this is who Mando must deliver a young Ray to. But when he drops Ray off, he has an attachment and so does she. And now Ahsoka is weary of training her due to this. It's also revealed that a teenage boy is with Ahsoka. It's revealed to be Ben Solo. Mm -hmm. Leia and Han did survive and have been in hiding ever since, and they entrusted Ahsoka with their child. So an, uh, uh, Ben and Ray have to team up, and when they're older, they take on Luke and Vader and restore balance to the galaxy. Oh, my God. This is awesome. <laughs> I don't want to do mine anymore. <laughs> I, mine is like... Mine is like, a, like the book report where someone goes up and just nails it. And mine is like three sentences. I'm like, would it be cool? <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. That's fabulous. Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I like the, uh, the, the kind of almost like generational ramifications yeah. too. It's like, it starts with the fact that the empire never goes away. And then it, from then essentially is what just kind of like a rat race of, of Luke and Vader kind of looking for Leia mm -hmm. at that point. Right, yeah, like any of yeah, looking for Leia, looking for the Palpatines, um, Mister 
Palpatine, I guess, is what we'd call him. <laughs> and, Ready, uh, Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, um, yeah, so it kind of became, and I was just trying to figure out cool ways to intertwine other characters to really make this, because one thing that really inspired me is watching What If Season 2. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you get some episodes that are like, um, like what if Peter Quill attacked them as a kid? And then you have like all these random Avengers that were popping up, making up this weird team. And I'm like, that's kind of what I was going for is like, okay, so how can we get Mando to fit into this? And, mm-hmm. and almost like parallel Mando's journey he had with Grogu with Ray, you know, but then also mm-hmm. having Ahsoka already kind of taking up Ben and then getting that force dyad together at a younger age mm. to take on Vader and Luke. I, I don't know. I feel like that'd be a really cool thing to, to see. It would also be interesting to see what actually does end up happening to Grogu then. Like after he gets saved by, um, I forget his character's name, but Ahmed Best that we saw. Oh, yes. yeah. So like what what becomes of, of him after that? Right. Like, he's obviously still got a lineage to the force and all that. So right. like. That's a whole nother kind of what if in its own right. For sure. Yeah, true. All right, Tommy, let's hear it. Also, Kelly and Beck, I believe, is who you're talking about. Oh, Kelly and Beck. Yes, yes. Off the top of my head there. Off the top. Yeah, go ahead, Tommy. Yeah, (laughs) mine is a little more of a a justifier, justifying some of maybe some of the tying up some of the plot holes. And that is what if Chewbacca the entire time had been force sensitive and. Essentially, this creates Han Solo has his entire adult life been surrounded by four sensitive individuals. Just <laughs> kind of, he doesn't believe it, <laughs> and, and he still is like, I'm not sure. But I think like there's a lot of things in Han Solo, both in the comics and in the movies, that require him to be incredibly lucky. He gets out of a lot of scrapes that are like just by the thinnest of margins. Never tell me the odds. Well, what if the odds were always in his favor because he had a seven foot five. Uh, Wookiee who was influencing you know the world around him via the force now where it gets for me more interesting I would love this reveal to not ever obviously come in the first uh, episodes four through six I want it to come in the force awakens and I want it to be him first not stopping Kylo Ren from killing Han Solo because he shoots him with his bowcaster and he wings him right like he misses on clearly it, with his just his skills as a as a as a bowcaster artist, he could have killed Kylo Ren then and there. But the implication, the the off the screen things are that he was there for his like childhood and he didn't want to kill this kid that he had an attachment to. Although it, we never get that explained, and Kylo Ren never in any of the movies shows any sort of deference at all to him or acknowledges. Yeah. Like I don't think he, yeah I was gonna say I don't think he acknowledges like him. I mean even <laughs> like, if he, even if he just referred to him as his dad's dog or something like really insulting just like this is where I think the fundamental issue of like the the fact that they they flipped Kylo Ren's story from the original notes where Kylo Ren was gonna start off more torn up by the sides of the force and end up fanatically dark side would have been way better because instead it's like the entire time you're kind of like well this doesn't make any sense like he's kind of like. He doesn't really seem to hate anyone. Uh, like, like he, he kind of just hates who he's like his lineage. He hates Luke. Basically, he hates one person. He hates Luke. His father, he think is kind of like pities or looks at it as like inferior. His mother, we don't get a fully probably due to to uh, to Carrie Fisher's death. We never get a full. We get a few moments with them, but like 
mostly shot through clever editing and voiceover. So my thought would be that 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 Chewie Chewie has to use the force to kind of keep Ray alive and prevent Ray from being vulnerable to the dark side. So it's like if if Chewie had just let if like if if uh, if uh, if Chewie had had allowed or killed Kylo Ren or let Han Solo live. All of these things would would have taken Ray off of her path that made her ultimately the like savior character. So I think Chewie was kind of like the uh, the puppet, the 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 string puller because the Jedi are like I mean the Phantom Menace. Yeah, he is like a Phantom Menace. <laughs> He's like a giant Phantom Menace. So yeah, I don't know, not not as layered and, and as a perfect circle, but I just you know, I'd love to see Chewie like do a roar and then like a rock fall or something like that. What I what I think is funny about that is I'm just picturing like the scenes from like Phantom Menace when Qui Gon like makes the dice turn yes. to have this and I'm just picturing Chewie doing that in like Canto Bike yeah, yeah. to get money yeah he's, he's like with Han he's like oh yeah we're one again <laughs> he's he's just like manipulating the Sabak cards even though they're all already cheating yes. at it or like to so win that, the Falcon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just reversing he's reversing everyone's cheating exactly he's, yeah. yes. he, he's like retying the shoe yeah exactly I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah 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 that's I just want a little force force using Chewie is my goal. I like it. I also think it's funny the idea of like Chewie listening to Han for like decades just talk about how he doesn't believe in the force. Right. Meanwhile, he's just sitting there yeah. like, all right. I mean, you know, his frustration with Han does imply that there's like something Han isn't understanding about him, right? Like he's he's constantly mm-hmm. like smacking his head and being like, rrr, rrr, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. No, I like it. I dig it. All I dig right. it. Well, you mentioned you mentioned the Chewbacca um and kylo ren thing and and that is something that always stuck out to me is very interesting you know when he roars when han is dead and he starts shooting uh kylo and and at kylo and stuff he's pissed it's like imagine you were raising this kid with your best friend and he turned to the dark side and kills your best friend it's like it's like there's so many interesting ideas that are not fully explored in Star Wars as a whole, like right. the same thing with like uh, Darth Vader never acknowledging three PO. That's right. because it wasn't originally written as that way. But right. now you sit there, and I sometimes I sit there and think, what's he thinking? Like, does he ever think like R two and C three PO are against me? I must be doing something. No wrong. kidding. <laughs> you like, know, he's like my childhood best friends hate me now. Yeah, like they're actively <laughs> interloping against. Yeah, I don't. I I think there's like I also feel like weirdly the newer movies are more afraid to like treat Chewie, Chewie as like a humanoid. Like they're like, it feels like the, the, the original trilogy almost is the most expressive of Chewie as like, Chewie is like a, you know, uh, a basically a, a, a very hairy, like a, a human, like he's, you know, he's a Wookiee, but he's like, that's like a humanoid class. Whereas like in the, 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 uh, the, like the, the brand new, tri- the most recent trilogy, they're kind of like, yeah, he's kind of, He's kind of a like just like a he's like basically a dog that can shoot a gun and like they almost blew him up. Yeah, (laughs) except for he gets he does finally they do finally they corrected the mistake of having him hug the metal. Yeah, uh, and and he hugged and Leia in the second one I think or something. They find so the first one they come back from their big victory and like she just walks by. (laughs) It's like yeah, yeah, wait. You guys have no history together. There's no reason you'd be happy to see him back alive. Like go hug these strangers you just met. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- there's a lot of that yeah. in 
in all of these, I'll say the but, prequels and the sequels, where then they, that could where probably like, be traced back to like George Lucas being like on the record as not very good at like attachment. <laughs> so, like, you know, like he's yeah, yeah. like, he's <laughs> like, I'm not very good at emoting, so I will have the through line of this be like, you can show you love people just, a lot of different ways. You don't need to hug them. So right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but no, yeah. To, to your point about Chewie, that was a good one too. What instantly popped into my head there, and I just wanted to mention it so I didn't lose it. Um. In four, five, and six, it was almost like group vibes yes. a little bit. Yeah, it's like everybody still understood him, and he was still like yes. very much like a part of things. Whereas in these newer movies, to your point, very much kind of uh, there for the nostalgia pop. Yeah, sort of. well, they, yeah. they did all of that with the with all of the like I would say the droids and Chewie. Yeah. Then they like, all signed legends big... contracts in uh, WWE. Right. They're like, yeah. you guys yeah. only got to work yeah. one pay per view a year and show up at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> my biggest complaint with the sequels has always just been the one that they they went in without a plan but two the the treatment of like 3po and r2 and thankfully 3po got more to do in rise but like the fact that r2 is under a blanket for most of force awakens mm-hmm. i was fine with a bit because i'm like okay that's one movie but right. then when it gets sidelined where he's just sitting next to a dying leia in the third one right and you're like we couldn't find something to do with r2 well in other news the uh the c3po one-man show coming coming to saudi arabia in the end of 2024 all right just like the, like, just like the undertaker <laughs> yeah <laughs> he got that he's gonna be a crowd i actually saw the, this is just such a like brag i went to celebration in london in uh 2016 i think it was and I saw Anthony way. Daniels' one-man show at Celebration, and it was uh, oh, it was it was hilarious. He's really funny. He's also like not humble at all, which is fine. Like, but he's like yeah. very very impressed by his accomplishments, which he should be. But it was like the whole show was kind of just like, isn't it awesome? And like, kind of him like looking down on the other actors because they weren't classically trained. It was like him and Sir Alec <laughs> Guinness. So anyway, I digress. Let's get to another what if here. All right, I'm up. So um, it shouldn't surprise anybody who listens to this show that my first one is about Darth Maul. Yeah. Uh, mine is what if Darth Maul killed Obi-Wan Ooh. instead of Qui-Gon Jinn? So in my head when I was thinking about this, like when you watch The Phantom Menace it would, and you hadn't seen any Star Wars or anything before that, didn't know who Obi-Wan was and his importance and all that, it would almost be more of like the natural story progression for Obi-Wan to have been the one to die there. Right. Because he didn't really get much shine in the movie overall. No. At least not until the end, until that scene. Right. Um, and it would have created a lot of um, sort of like internal debate with Qui-Gon of like, do I take on another Padawan knowing that I just lost mine in this way? Like, or would it embolden him perhaps even more to be like, I have to get it right this time. And like, this dude's the chosen one. We got to, mm-hmm. you know, we got to make sure what happens to Obi-Wan doesn't happen to him. Um, you also kind of think about the later movies in the uh, the prequels in terms of like, maybe would Qui-Gon and, Obi- and uh, Yoda have been enough to stop Dooku in uh, Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. And like all of these moments that kind of um, were... I guess for lack of a better term, sort of like puzzle pieces being moved by Palpatine. Mm. Like, would they, would they with Qui-Gon still alive instead of a young, not up and coming Obi-Wan, but one who stepped definitely still had a lot to learn. Like, would they have been able to avoid a lot of those pitfalls that ultimately played out in the uh, second and third movie? 
Um, and then to just shoot it down a little further, <clears throat> what what happens with Maul after that? I mean, everything everything up through Clone Wars is probably the same. Um, but like when you get into Rebels territory, there's no Obi Wan there to kill him anymore. Right. So like, what ha- what happens with that? Like, does he just kind of still do the same thing, but just sort of like drift off into into the sand, never to be seen again, sort of thing? Or like, who knows? But uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of things that went through my head with that. Yeah, I guess it would like kind of fall to Ahsoka, right? Like it would that would be the natural mm-hmm. like Ahsoka kills him. But yeah. uh, or yeah. uh, or what's his? Uh, why can't I remember his name? Um, Canon, Canon. Oh, Canon Jarrus. Yeah, 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 Jarrus. Yeah, yeah. Jarrus. Revenge for being because he blinded him, right? Was it him that blinded him, or was it? Uh, um, it's in that temple. Yes, it was. Yeah, it wasn't. Yes. Vader. Yeah. They were chasing Vader, right? They were like, or was no, that was uh, that was. I'm 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 right on that, Jordan. Right? It was. Uh, the, the Vader stuff with Ahsoka in the jet in the Sith Temple that wasn't yeah when Kane that's not how he became blind. I, I kind of forget how it happened I just rewatched it before I'm, so pr- I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's Maul blinds him like it's like uh, I think it, yeah, yeah I'm almost positive you're right as yeah. well Tom all right all right but, all right uh, yeah and yeah I love well, it well what I think is interesting is you know I think Dave Filoni would agree with you when you're talking about um. Th- you know, if Qui Gon was still there, how it would how it would change everything. You know, Dave Filoni said, I think it was in the um, behind the scenes footage for uh, Mando season one or two. But when they did those director roundtables, he says, mm. um, "What's at stake in the duel of the fates is how Anakin is going to turn out because Qui Gon is different from the rest of the Jedi." And he says he's fighting for Anakin. That's why it's the duel of the fates. It's the fate of this child. And depending on how this fight goes, his life is going to be dramatically different. So Qui-Gon loses and the father figure is gone because he knew what it meant to take the kid away from his mother when he had an attachment and he's left with Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan trains Anakin at first out of a promise, but not, not because he cares for him. He eventually does care for him, but as a brother and he's not the father figure and that's a failing for Anakin. He doesn't have the family he needs. He loses his mother in the next film. And he fails to promise to his mother, I will come back and save you. So he's completely vulnerable. And Star Wars is ultimately about family. Mm. Well, there we go. Darth Maul is the reason that Darth Vader exists. So you heard it from Dave Filoni. I like it. Maul. It's all about Maul. It's Maul about Maul. Yes, it is. Yeah. Ooh. Got him on me. Love it. Yes, that's a little. It's tough to kind of do it on the camera because yeah, it's but I twisty. It. But... I like it. Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. <laughs> I'm all about it. I, I like that. I love that idea. I mean, it's certainly. Uh, it, it's that that one sends huge ripples through the uh, through the through the, um, the the canonical story. Absolutely. Through the galaxy. Through the galaxy, far, far away, indeed. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, Jordan. What do you got next for us? All right, let's go to the next one here. So I have, I have, what if the Sith did not create the rule of two Mm. and instead they still had their Sith empire and the Jedi had the rule of two. So in this, uh, I have it as like currently Darth Plagueis is the emperor Mm. and it's kind of taking place around that episode one timeframe. And, uh, his apprentice is Palpatine at the time. 
But what we also see is that a lot of the Jedi from the prequels are now filling out the Sith ranks because since they have the larger um, empire, they had the larger reach. So when they get these force sensitives that they're sensing, they go out and join the Sith empire. So people like Mace Windu, Kit Fisto, Plo Koon are now in the ranks of this Sith empire. And we can have fun little twists with, um, you know, their, uh, their looks you know what they're wearing and just like really cool different portrayals of these characters that Mm. we usually get in like comic books when it comes to like marvel and stuff you know um where you can take a villain in marvel and do a what if that they're a hero or vice versa they have so many comic books like that it'd be cool to kind of get that with with some of these characters the jedi i have was at one point it was yoda and dooku And Dooku stayed with the light. And when Yoda died, Dooku trained Qui-Gon. And then uh, when Dooku died, Qui-Gon trained Obi-Wan. And that's where the current two Jedi are, as Mm -hmm. now they have to take on the whole Sith Empire. And we also still get, like, Jango Fett in this as a bounty hunter still. And he's enlisted by the Empire to track down Jedi and Jedi sympathizers. And, like, Bail Organa is still a Jedi sympathizer as a Senate member. You know, stuff like that as mm. we try to see if Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan can can take down um, the whole Sith Empire. I love – I feel like it's like if you made that episodically, it would be like old 80s Transformers or uh, G.I. Joe episodes where the, the biggest enemy to the Sith Empire was their inability to not screw each other over, over like grabbing yeah, power yeah. grabs. <laughs> like it would just be like – absolute power corrupting absolutely or whatever and like them just being like constantly constantly dealing with insurrections and usurpers <laughs> like trying to take right, trying right. to grab the top reign but uh i i that like that i think is the spirit of like a true like marvel what if like really flip flip it on its head like what if two things were just reversed from each other so i love it yeah and and uh also like it, it, it kind of feels like um, I mean, they got to put it. So it, it feels almost like those first three movies would have the vibe of four, five, and six in terms of the Jedi being like on the run and being hunted, yeah, yeah. mm. kind of like the outlaws. So there would be a lot of that tone kind of carried back into the first three if they had gone mm. that way as well. And then, like, their secret agent that they have working with them and getting intel is Dexter Jetster. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and Dex is dying. Yeah. Is diner. Oh, my God. Yes. Please. I'm, I'm also just loving the idea of Samuel L. Jackson with a red lightsaber. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, Damn it, I said purple. purple and red would be, like, a beautiful magenta, right? You'd have a magenta lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you like a nice 80 like hot pink. Yeah. yeah. Oh my <laughs> I'm god. I'm just picturing them wearing like all black, you know. Absolutely. Looking Be fresh. Sick. I love it. Be sick. So all right. So my my next what if, my final what if is uh is more of just like a I think a uh a situational how, how the next uh the next the, the the episodes four and six could change if so we find out in the comics, Boba Fett, I believe, tells Darth Vader that his kids survived. And that's revealed in a comic book, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, that sense, Vader, so Vader has awareness that his children are alive. Now, one is hidden 
quite literally the definition of hidden, although after the subsequent live-action Star Wars TV show makes it really hard to believe that Vader had no idea that Luke was on Tatooine, a planet that he seemed to visit every other month or so, and, like, yeah, has the yeah. Force. But the other one is hidden in plain sight of him uh, by changing her last name, Leia Organa. And I don't, you know, I think uh, my what-if is what-if Vader had discovered the existence of Leia alive first and attempted to turn her to the dark side. Uh, and I feel like it w- it was it's an easier turn because ultimately Luke becomes fanatically light side, right? Like Luke is light side mm-hmm. over everything. Leia is the one who be- doesn't even finish her Jedi training. She's just like, eh, I don't like, I'm not for this. So if, if anyone's mind seems more corruptible, it's hers in that situation, and or at least, and she's a politician, and she's a crooked, so she's a crooked politician. Poli- she's bought corrupt. and paid for. No, uh, not to mention a woman. Oh God, three men can't say that on podcast. No, kidding, kidding. Of course, don't mean that at all. Every woman in my life is so much smarter than me. It's not funny. Uh, uh, they save me on a daily basis, but. I just love the idea. Go see Madam Web in theaters tomorrow. Yeah, go see Madam Web <laughs> as an act of feminism uh, and and a war crime. But uh, I uh, I think uh, yeah I I just like the idea of I always thought it was weird in the in the New Hope that he didn't sense anything like he he I guess mm-hmm. maybe that's not how the Force works. But in my mind, it's like we get like an inkling. It seems like force users can sense other force users, right? Like that's one they they have beaten us over the head with that. That's not that's not just an assumption on your part. They have at every turn they have shown you know. So it's like how many projects he's got her. They he they capture her ship, and it's like he doesn't go like he's not at least like whoa, this girl's flying off the charts with force abilities or whatever. And I think it's probably had more to do with in nineteen seventy. What you have to do is. You have to take a blood sample and then run it <laughs> to see how many midichlorians they it's have. True. And then, <laughs> it's true. And then you know. <laughs> it would have been amazing little, if he if he if he had someone administer one of those like insulin blood sugar yeah. to her. And then there's just like a five minute montage of the lab going through it all. He's got like yeah. yes. goggles Stormtroopers. on. Stormtroopers. Yep. I love Some it. like uh, 80s music playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> nice but I just I think I feel like the the then like Luke kind of I, I, I two things one i don't think we ever got any leia the reveal of him of them being brother and sister came in the third movie right or was it second yeah it's uh but it's like Return, it feels yeah. like probably that era they're like we're not gonna let the girl learn the cool force stuff too like like this that that era mm-hmm. of filmmaking and then like much later it was like yeah. no you should definitely have both genders doing the force that will appeal to a way wider audience but but mm-hmm. i digress on that point but my thought is it would it would be interesting to have Luke kind of still seeking out this like place in the universe without the threat of his father being this like one of the most feared men in the galaxy and just maybe learning from Obi-Wan Kenobi and the more time to train. Maybe he's more powerful. And in the end, he has it's him invaders fighting over the soul of Leia would be my uh, would be my ultimate to- uh, ending of that. And then, of course, you know, Vader dies like a dog, and uh, <laughs> like a dog, Vader lying like a dog. Uh, but uh, 
Dainty Dart. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, you know, Leia is ultimately brought back to the to the to the light side of the force. And maybe that is why she refuses to finish any sort of training because she's like, I already went to the dark side once. You know, it's like someone who like has like a uh, uh, like a hard drug addiction in their teens. Yeah, they got to be totally sober. They're like, well, you could probably have a light beer, but like that could lead to crystal meth. So, uh, mm-hmm. so no more crystal meth for Leia. That's my what if. What if Darth had discovered Leia was his daughter before he discovered Luke was his son and attempted to turn her to the dark side? Put that on a mug. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Well, there's also really like there's another interesting. Yeah. yeah, there's another interesting <laughs> aspect to that, and it's like. What if, um, what if Darth Vader was obviously way more evil than Balin Skull? But part of me almost wonders if there would have been like a a, a Balin and Shin thing there, yeah. where it's like maybe she senses, oh, you're getting weak, and like, right. and she becomes even more emboldened to the dark side, right. and like maybe she's the one who kills him, and then it leads to this whole thing with her like looking for a new apprentice. Maybe she tries to get Luke to be her right. apprentice, and then like maybe that's how they end up duking it out. There's a lot of ways that could have gone. Yeah, so I, like a lot. I like it. I like that. I'm just oh. picturing now, like he finds her at like the Obi Wan age level of yeah. Leia, like you know where she's like five, and he's right. like, "You're now <laughs> yeah. going to be." Oh my god, side. I know. <laughs> the the Obi Wan live action series just kind of like throws such a weird monkey wrench into a lot of like Star Wars theories because you're like, "Oh wait, he spent all that time with Leia, <laughs> like." And, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then again, because obviously the New Hope, they hadn't mapped any of that out, clearly. It's like, they're just like, hi. <laughs> You're just yeah, well, hi. you know, it, it, I think they made it work a bit more than I, I thought they would, you know, when they... It, she seemed to have some sort of recollection of who Obi-Wan yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, you're my in, only in hope. A new hope. Yeah, you're, you know? help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only I guess it just, like, the transmissions are way more emotional than their actual meeting each other in person. Let's yeah, see. like, I don't even know if they really, did they even really meet each well, other? Well, aren't they kind other of running than... away at the end together? Isn't everyone running away together at the end, I think? Or am I correct? No, because Obi-Wan's um, off doing his own thing. Oh, you're right, then, you're right, they um, never see each other, you're right. Gives you're... gives up himself to Vader. Yeah, you're right. Fair, I don't think they ever enough, had they never got the opportunity. My God, maybe they would. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Like I have, you know, not blind spots, but I have like uh, calloused memories, not calloused in like a bad way, callous, but like hearted memories of a version of Star Wars that does not exist, which is like watching it for the first time in the 80s and like how I absorbed it then. To this day, no matter how many times I watch A New Hope, I still have like my original viewing of star wars is where i'm like pulling things from a lot of times and it's like totally like that you're like you're absolutely 100 right they don't meet each other at that point in the movie and i'm like and you would have told me i'm like yeah he, she was hanging out just to the right of camera while they were fighting <laughs> yeah, right. death, so anyway yep yeah yeah all right all so right, we're down to my last one here uh this one um this one also mentions Ray a lot, so I'm sure that fans will love this one. Uh, what if Ray turned to the dark side? Uh, big Ray fan, by the way, just to get that one out there. Uh, I have a lightsaber over there. I'm not going to. I do. It. I'm a Ray uh, fan as well, and I'm glad that I hope that movie actually gets made and uh, and it is fabulous. You and me both, bro. I, I really hope so. Now, they kind of scared me a little bit saying that the uh, the Mandalorian movie was going to be the next. One, I know the whole thing. You know, was hammered home. The Ray movies and right, 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 right. 
But who the hell knows? Fingers crossed. I mean, Daisy Ridley had some kind of quotes about it and like, you know, liking where the story was going. Yeah. So they probably uh, they probably had they were probably writing season was it season four of Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. Are they they're doing yeah. a season four as well, right? Or are they just doing the movie? They didn't say they 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 haven't said my the, my the thought, common yeah sorry sorry the common thought is that season four is getting turned into the movie yeah that, and, um, that they're going to streamline the season. That's what I was kind of thinking is they're probably like, look, we have like we have like two two and a half hours of uh, of stories for season four. We need ultimately need three and a half to make it a TV season. Let's just make this movie and. Uh, we have everybody signed up. It's probably not that hard to like convert their contracts over to film from TV. I, yeah, I think it's and mainly like thinking, well, thinking the the financial difference you're making right. off of a, a Star Wars movie, right. even the worst ones were sniffing a billion dollars. Absolutely, something you throw, something you throw on Disney Plus. Right. I mean, yeah. they're hemorrh- These projects are hemorrhaging. Yeah, that's true. There's a there's a few things I think that led to it. One, when they had to let go of Lindelof from Star Wars. Yes. And they had to look for somebody else because the guy who's writing that now, I think, is working on his Peaky Blinders movie. So yeah. um, he's doing both. So I think it's kind of like a, the script's not ready. Mm. And then you have season four scripts laying around and they need a movie. And yeah. Grogu makes billions in merchandise. Yeah. And they're like, all right, this is the movie because we don't have to wait for a script. Right. This is going to go. And then we'll give time for the Ray script to get worked on. And then that can be the next one after it. And we don't have to rush it. And I feel like that's probably the best steps that they can take yeah. for it right now, honestly. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And to it me. just start, it was Star Wars was born for the movies. The yeah. more things that we can get in the theaters as opposed to dropping on Disney Plus. I, the I agree. I agree. I even when we used to be lucky enough to go to the 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 premiere screenings of the shows. It was so much better to watch them on a big screen. It was so much more fun. Yeah, I bet. Anyway. All right. So what if Ray turned to the dark side? Um, it would have been in rise of Skywalker and that the, the obvious moment. Um, and I almost kind of wonder if we would have got like a, a, a Jedi sw- uh, Sith like swap, because at that point, Kylo was still on his way there anyway. So like uh-huh. seeing Ray turn to the dark side and, side with Palpatine and all that does he is he a is he strong enough to beat them both which is Mm. you know debatable but um is that also would that also have been enough to get him to like turn back to the light side of the force at that point um would he have been able to uh you know or I should say would he be the one kind of reforming the Jedi Order now in this movie that we're going to get with Rey assuming that is the the plot that they go with would it be him kind of ushering in the new era of Star Wars like mm. we expect this Ray movie to? Um, I also think, um, and I wouldn't have done this, but I think him taking the Skywalker name at the end of that would have been received at least a little better just because he was at least Leia's son. Right. So there's like actual family lineage there. Um, and I think it would have also almost been a cool way for him to kind of have to wear the sins of his past by taking that name. Mm. You know what I mean? With everything we saw in those movies and the stuff with Luke and all that. And however things ended up shaking out with Ray and Palpatine and all that, it would have been cool for him to kind of like a take the name to honor the Skywalkers, but also to kind of, to kind of wear the scars of all the bad things he's done. Yeah. I love it. I, I wish. Not, well, not, not I, is my first one. But. I wish, uh, 
I, I I like the the idea of Kylo Ren's character so much, and I I just want wanted it to be like when he finally did become turned back to Ben Solo. It, I it, the first viewing, I'm like, yeah, all right. And the second viewing, I'm like, this guy's done so he's killed so many people. It's not like Darth Vader breathing his last breath and being like, oh shit, I sucked. Sorry, Luke, be good now. Take my helmet off and let me look at you. It's like, he's out there, you know, cracking jokes and being like loose and funny. It's like, I don't know, man. You're kind of like a, you're like a, at the minimum, a massive war criminal. Like literally the movie before blow that piece of junk yeah, out of exactly. the Like, like it, it, it was very, and like, there was some seeds of it, like him, his and Ray's relationship sure. in that movie. Obviously, this stuff where, like, maybe Han began to put the cracks in that armor in the right, first one, right, even right. though he ended up killing him anyway. But to your point, even still, it was not nearly, um, like, set up well enough to, yeah. to how drastic the turn was. It was, it was a, a hard pivot, as they say. But a pivot that would have made softer if this what-if had been a reality. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if only they would have he hired us. Yes. Yeah. It it also it would have been like kind of an interesting thing. So like, uh, Palpatine turns Ray to the dark side, and 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 Kylo's on the dark side. Right. But then Kylo has to go to the light side, and then brings Ray back to the so light side. So it would make sense to his character kind of being a like a like a little bit of a bitch if he was like, all right, fine, you pick her, then I'm light side. <laughs> I'm now. going to the yeah, other I will be yeah. on the light side, and I'll be the best light side Jedi of all time. <sighs> Like the always sunny meme, I'm playing both sides, so I always come out. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it makes me wonder, like, with how their force dyad thing works. Like, what if they both have to be on opposing sides, like all? The oh time? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like, as soon as she turns dark, like he has no choice. It just immediately is like a light switch, and he's like, oh, like his I've lightsaber is just. My uncle like, wasn't yeah. trying to kill me. I did misremember that. Oh, yeah. nuts. I killed I him. I did block that out, yeah. I, wo- I exhausted him to death. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. I love it. I love it. Did anybody have anything that they came up with but couldn't dive into and was like, oh, this idea doesn't really work? Because I had one. I had, uh, what if Han died in the carbonite? I started working on that oh. one. Oh, like. I was like, I don't know where to take this. And I moved on to the rule of two um, after that. <laughs> um, I guess, like, any idea that I would have would be more, um, like, just inserting characters into specific time frames. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I would have... Like, I would have loved to, and this one's a fucking light. Oh, damn it. I can't get through one show hey, without dropping an F-bomb. That's okay. Um, like, this one's a layup, but, like, what if Ahsoka was in the prequels? And obviously we have that in Clone Wars, but to be able to see that in live action would be yeah. really cool. So just all kinds of stuff like that. But what that's why that know? moment in Ahsoka was one of the best moments when she's, like, going, when mm-hmm. she's in the, um... The world be, uh, the world beyond the worlds, yeah. Uh, and she, she like, is flashing back to the Clone Wars with, uh, with, with Anakin. It's like, oh, wow. This would have been sick. 
Yeah, like yeah. we got like the tiniest little sliver of it on a soundstage. And by the way, still salty. We didn't get Maul in that uh, Siege of Mandalore scene. But yeah, another story for another day. We got yeah. we got the Maul troopers, right? That's what that was our big. Or we got the Maul. Soldier. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. My yeah. my only what if is what if what if uh, Obi Wan smoked death sticks rather than killed people who smoked death sticks? <laughs> <laughs> what if he was? You don't want to go no, home and rethink no, your life. You want to give me all yeah. of what if your he, what if he had a massive death <laughs> stick addiction <laughs> that's and it. spice he's just, he's just Loves hanging him. out <laughs> i i just watched i just rewatched new new dune three years ago old dune and i'm like that's right spice is in every sci-fi universe i mean dune it's yeah. it is the thing but like mm-hmm. uh, the the spice runners on uh in uh in in uh book of boba fett that was all spice driven but Spice is no good, guys. Stay off spice, please, for the love of God, both of you. Stay off spice. <laughs> they're like, all right, they're in the writer's room. They're like, all right, everybody try this heroin and yeah. tell me the first thing that comes to mind. So we spice. Don't an spice. Like, Ooh, spicy. Yeah. <laughs> now smoke this cigarette. What do you think? Death stick. Uh, <laughs> now oh, do this uh, cocaine. What do you think? Jar Jar Binks. Uh, <laughs> I always, uh, I, I really wanted to try to fit this guy in one of my what ifs too. This is the Crimson Corsair. Oh yeah, side on a Thanos. He's one of my favorite background characters Absolutely. in Star Wars, but I couldn't really figure out how to how to get him in one of these. I like it. Really left, really left us on a bang there, George. I no. like it. <laughs> <laughs> Just breaking your stones, buddy. I love it. Well, fellas, thanks for having me back. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Do you want to stay where uh, people can? find all of your work please find me uh, at tommy bechtold on all platforms please watch my podcast with my friends whitney van lanningham and uh mt mastertainment mt guardians of the galaxy i say watch my podcast because we release it on youtube but it's a podcast format and uh yeah uh and you know I, you never know when i'll be back on the pod awakens that's all you never know yeah, thank you. Sure. Uh, if you want to follow this show at Pod Awakens on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, all that good stuff, uh, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, yeah, like and subscribe, like we said at the top of the show. Yes, sir. I have spoken. It's over, Anakin!